turns out, according to this new report from the New Zealand Initiative, the Ministry of Education barrelled forward with their new learning environments without any evidence behind it. Ideology, they say, was the driver of the change. Now, the Ministry couldn't provide basic information on the number of learning environments, the cost or their effectiveness as learning environments. They also didn't research the effects of these new environments on students' learning before forcing the schools to adopt them. Now, the Post-Primary Teachers Association President, Melanie Webber, is with us on this. Melanie, morning. Morena. Does this surprise you? Not terribly. We wrote a paper back in 2017, which said pretty much what this paper does, that um, we thought that there needed to be research around these. There wasn't currently any research around these um, these modern learning environments. And so there's still no research to this day? As far as we can see, no. And what as well, they had an evaluation of what has been going on in there. The research that they were basing it on, when you dug into it, they'd say they had research at the time, but you looked at it, and it was all about things like light, temperature, and, you know, earth yeah. shattering recommendations that if the children are warm and dry, um, they're going to learn better. But nothing around the types of, um, the types of classrooms that were being What built. was the main driver behind it? It seems to me there was a combination of the physical. In other words, we're running out of land for new classrooms and this would help versus the so-called educational side of it. Yeah, it's hard to say. At the time, um, I was always very suspicious that it was, people have always thought that it was more financially based, that it was cheaper doing it in this way. Mm. In terms of um, things like, even things like corridors, um, you don't need as much of uh, uh, when you have open plans. So there was talk about, you know, taking space around from away from the students when you wanted to have um, closed-cell classrooms. Were you ever sold on the idea, potentially? Sorry, what's that? Were you ever sold on the idea potentially? Um, there are places where I have seen it working for some students and there are some people who are really happy with them. But this pushing out of a blanket approach without the research is really problematic. We need to have research before we launch into things holus bolus. You experiment on a smaller scale yeah. and then you roll it out everywhere. And that's not what happened with this. What's your assessment on what has happened? Does it work? It's causing a lot of difficulties in schools. It's certainly not resolving all of them. There are places where people say it's working, but it's forcing teachers to change their pedagogy quite significantly. So the impact on them is huge. And this is one of the other difficulties, is that as these spaces were coming in, it was very difficult when you asked questions like, well, what's different to the 1970s open plan classrooms that I grew up with? that they put walls into and we were told well the pedagogy is different, the way people teach is different and when you said well how are we meant to be teaching then it became a little more ethereal They couldn't get the New Zealand initiative, this is, couldn't get any numbers around whether it's at primary, intermediate secondary, do you have any understanding, is it mainly primary, mainly secondary or we just don't know? Uh my, I mean, I've been in open learning environments, quite a few in secondary, and there are uh, a lot more in primary as well, I think. What was happening during that period is that there was very much, and you see that in the forward to the report, there was very much a push through for schools. If you were getting a rebuild, that you were going to go open plan. Yeah. And um, when you've got a building that's falling around, down around your ears, you take it. and someone offers you a shiny new building, you take it. And it was a few very strong boards that, that pushed back to... Um, to have spaces that worked better for their communities. How much of the stuff goes on in education? The ministry dreams up something and goes, here's what's happening at the end. Lots. Lots and lots and lots. So what's it, do they understand that? It's, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, because here's my problem as a parent. All I know is the education in the system, uh, education in this country, isn't as good as it should be, could be, 
Uh, and, and yet these I read this and then I go, well, what else do you expect if this is the attitude? Uh, I mean, this is, this is at a different end of it. What I would suggest is that um, listen to teachers. And, um, and, and one of the things I'll point out is that, that unions are actually just teachers. You can use those two things in New Zealand interchangeably. Um, they've got about 80% membership. So when they say something, as we did around this back in 2017, that's generally coming from a research-based position where teachers are saying, this isn't okay, and we need to start listening to teachers more. Unreal. All right, Melanie, appreciate it very much. Melanie Weber, PPTA president. 